Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by the Launch Your Nutrition Biz group program. This is a 10-week group program to help you start your nutrition business from scratch. Throughout the 10 weeks together, we really dig into your business fundamentals and get clear on who you want to work with, how you're going to share your message with them, how are you really going to um, create materials that are going to speak directly to them through your website, your newsletter. We're going to create um, a lead magnet, which means something that's attracting someone to want to be added to your newsletter. Uh, We're getting really clear on how you're going to start attracting clients in and how you're going to work with them. And then we also just start talking about a really big marketing platform for bringing your business to the world. This is really hands-on comprehensive group program, meaning you get support from me, Stephanie, and you also get the support of everybody else in the group. Um, You also get editing support throughout the 10 weeks and you get um, feedback and group coaching calls. So you are supported 100% along the way. We get started April 8th for the first round, and there's only a few spots left. So if you're interested in joining us for this round, please go to stephanielong.ca slash group program to learn more. Hey, you guys, I'm so excited to bring you today's episode all about why there's enough business to support us all. Uh, I have my friend Amy on the podcast today chatting about this topic where we really start to dig into why we need to start looking at business in a different way. It's not about competition. It's all about building and cultivating a community. We really dig into why creating a sense of self-worth is very, very important in this business. Um, This is how you're going to succeed if you're coming at it from a very um, grounded sense of who you are. And also kind of changing the mentality, the lack mentality or the there's not enough for all of us into a more abundance mindset. So Amy Burton is an entrepreneur based in Victoria, BC. Um, She's part of a network marketing business, and she loves it because it provides freedom, passive income, the ability to dive deep into all things health. She loves everything and a passion for health. And it also has a built-in mentorship model to help others succeed in their goals. So today we're going to really dig into this topic. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this one. I think it's something that in the back of our heads, a lot of us maybe don't want to admit, but we do get challenged with feeling like there's not enough for all of us out there. So this is going to be a good and juicy topic for you to listen to. Let's dig in. Hey, Amy, thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi, Stephanie. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here too. And I'm really, really excited to go into the topic of why there is enough business to support us all. Because I think um, whether we want to admit it to ourselves or not, I think a lot of the time we can get nervous that, you know, so-and-so over there is um, doing this better or they're doing more than me or they're already doing it. So why even bother? Um, So I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic today. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and about your business, um, the business model you have right now, and um, what you're really what you're really loving and what you're working on right now. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to share. Um, so yeah, I'm from a small town and I grew up um, with parents who are kind of kind of entrepreneurial, although uh, we also um, seemed to struggle a lot with money when I was a kid. So when I went into university and kind of as a young adult, I was trying to find my direction in life, I think, as most of us are. And I ended up uh, attending university, but pretty quickly realizing that I was there mostly because it was what I thought we were supposed to do. And I didn't really know if what I was studying or the path that I was on um, was going to get me where I wanted to go. Um, ultimately, I did have quite an interest in health and I had joined the kinesiology program, but I was learning quickly that people who did that program were ending up uh, working in a gym or maybe going on to further education to become a physiotherapist or something else like that. And I, I thought about that and I didn't, that didn't really appeal to the lifestyle that I wanted to have. So mm -hmm. I was about uh, 20, oh gosh, I don't even remember. I was in my early 20s when I was introduced to the business model of network marketing. And what really appealed to me was the ability to create time freedom and uh, impact a lot of people to help people with um, creating more freedom and more income for themselves. And then, of course, to align yourself with a company in health. To me, that was really ticking all the boxes. So that is my business is in that space and in that model and um, partnered up with a company called Univera and absolutely love it. Um, and I also really love the conversation around um, money and financial literacy. Of course, we all, I find our stories and uh, what we're most passionate about comes from the things that we struggled with in our life or our mm. childhood. So that's kind of where I found myself now. And I love learning and growing and, and contributing to the world in all the ways that I can. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it's so cool how like we don't really know where our path's going to take us and kind of how you shared you wanted, you went to university, thought that's what you had to do, maybe tried some time and space in kinesiology. And that maybe wasn't really what was fueling your passion. And then you found network marketing to be kind of that, like, I won't say perfect, because we know that not nothing is perfect, but kind of that, like, most ideal thing to help you drive your whole message or bring everything together, you know, your health and wellness journey, and what you really love doing. Would you agree that that was kind of like the physical thing to help bring that into fruition. Yes, exactly. And when I say that too, it's it's um it wasn't exactly a straight or linear path from that point onwards, which, you know, I think we can look around at successful people that we admire and sort of think, oh, they just must have known exactly what they wanted and went straight to it. And I think the truth is that we all take a bit of a winding journey. So after I found the business model and and fell in love with it, it it certainly wasn't an immediate um, smooth transition for me, let's just say, but, um, but it, but I did, um, I knew pretty quickly, I knew that this was the model that I wanted to build a business in. And, um, as much as, so I, I'm able to basically bring all, all of my passions into one place. Um, and so to me, it was worth, um, navigating the confusion and the doubt and the things that we struggle with in the early days, um, to come out on the other end and to be able to be, um, yeah, be running my business. Yeah, definitely. So um, we actually did an episode on passive income before, and I realized that we never actually explained on the podcast what network marketing means. I kind of just assumed everybody has heard of network marketing. Um, I'm, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but do you would you be able to explain what network marketing is for um, our listeners so they can kind of get on the same page as what we're talking about? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. Um, and I think especially most people listening to this podcast, I'm sure are um, nutritionists. So um, you've invested in a beautiful education and you want to help people. And um, and I have lots of friends who are nutritionists and business partners. So um, what I think I what I would say about network marketing is that um, it is. Uh, people call it an industry, but really it's a method of distribution. It's a way of getting products to an end consumer. And if you look at a typical company, they have um, they have a product and then they have sort of a marketing department <laughs> and they probably spend a lot of their marketing dollars on advertising. Um, and then they would have different sales reps and different distributors that they would work with. And uh, at the end of the day, we're getting a product to someone who wants that product. And so we're either in a corporate structure and we're paying marketing dollars, maybe for sponsorships or for um, advertising, or in network marketing, you're paying people who use the product um, to promote it. So it just gives a really, it's a different model. And I think a lot of people don't quite understand it. Um, but to me, it's a very ethical business model because the people who are promoting and selling and educating about the product or service um, are people that actually use it and they use it, you know, in their life. They've, you know, probably they've had a personal experience with it and then they're sharing from that place of authentically loving it. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a method of distribution. You know, there's lots of different structures. There's lots of different compensation plans. There's thousands of companies that are bringing their products to market this way. So I think we all need to get used to it. And <laughs> I, I feel as though, um, if you are a nutritionist or a health professional, um, it really makes sense to find products that you like and that you trust and that help your clients get good results because they're going to ask you anyway. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you might as well have it as an alternative income stream. And I'm not to say that everyone should join a network marketing company, but I think it's definitely worth exploring at least. Yeah, definitely. And I know even from my perspective of having worked with nutrition clients, um, people do ask you. They want to know, what are you using or what would you recommend? And if you don't really know what products to recommend, um, that's one area where you're really missing out on service. So we can, I like to think about it even like, how are you going to serve your community better, or serve your client better? And if you can help them in all areas, you know, not just be like, well, go to the health food store and, and, you know, figure out the supplement on your own. Um, you're missing a really good opportunity to educate them and support them. Um, if you were to like have something in-house you recommend, or at least know what brands you stand behind. Yeah, uh, absolutely. hundred percent. So I want to dig into that, the idea of what we want to talk about today and like why we can really get behind the belief that there's enough business to support us all. So why don't you just talk about that a little bit and what you really believe about business and um, even though we might be in a really, I guess, oversaturated industry, you know, how, how is there still enough to go around for us all? Yes, this is a great question. Um, and I know that it's, I, especially for us in our local town and city that we live in, Stephanie, because we both live in Victoria, um, there's a lot of health professionals here. And there's a lot of another uh, group that comes to mind is yoga teachers. Like there are a lot of yoga studios and a lot of yoga teachers. But I had this epiphany a few years ago where, um, you know, I looked around and I just thought they're understanding how to take care of our bodies, which really is what nutritionists do, right? We, you know, people look at 
food and mindfulness and all of the different elements that go into our well-being. And especially if you're a holistic nutritionist, you're really helping people live a preventative healthcare life, like looking at the whole person. Um, and that is such a gift to the world. It's such a gift to people. And I still look around and I see so many people struggling with even just the basics of their health. So even the moments when I've thought to myself, oh my goodness, like there's so many people out there doing the same thing or sharing a similar message or this or that. It's like at the end of the day, um, a couple of things come to mind. One is that we still have not impacted everyone. There are still plenty of people that have challenges with their health. And unfortunately, and, and this could be a bit of a controversial topic, but the way that our food systems are set up right now and the way that our, our health and medical systems are set up right now are maybe not serving people as well as they could. Um, and so I think that there's just always going to be room for those who come in on the holistic health side to really get to the root cause of what's what people are struggling with. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's kind of, and of course, one other thing we have to mention is the power of the internet, because <laughs> hello, it doesn't matter. You know, you could live in a tiny, tiny, small town. Um, but if you've got an internet connection, you can reach people all over the world. So there's, there's definitely plenty, plenty to go around. There's billions of people on the planet. There's, you know, more and more people getting online every single day. And um, I think I know you talk about this a lot in your, your content and your message is that it's, it's not so much your education or, um, your skill set as a nutritionist or a health professional. Um, it's really each unique um, person that we are. So we we all have some unique combination of skills, abilities, gifts, um, talents, or our own personal story that's going to connect with a slightly different audience. So I think that's just the most important thing to remember is that, you know, if, if I can't help someone, then, I, then you know, I know someone down the road can help them. Or if, if the person I know can't help this potential customer, but they can come to me, then perfect. So there's really, there is really enough room for all of us, I believe. Yeah. And I think it's really just realizing that like, we don't have to be um, everything for everyone, or we don't have to solve everybody's, um, or sorry, one person's entire life problems, right? We don't have to be the life coach and the fitness coach and the nutritionist and the best friend and, you know, all of the roles. We can play our role really, really well and we can refer out to other people or bring other people on board that can also fill um, those gaps we might not be able to fill. So it just goes to show that, you know, there's room for all of us and there's space for all of us, um, but that when we do that thing that we do really good and we communicate that to our audience, um, that's going to be really, really impactful for them. And they're going to feel like um, they're going to feel connected to you. Right. And that's going to be more of a purpose for them to actually connect and maybe potentially pur purchase from you as well. Yeah, exactly. You're so right. The collaboration part is really, really fun too. Right. When you can, yeah, you do, you focus on your gift and your specialty and then uh, yeah, find find people to partner up with who have those complementary things that you can you can help people with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I mean, even just on a side note, you know, running a business, being an entrepreneur, depending what model you do it in, um, if you do it more on the like you alone on your computer <laughs> at home by yourself all the time, um, it can get a bit lonely. So, like you said, that collaboration and that community can be so key. And I think that's really why we have to shift the headspace from like okay, um, it's competition. I got to be better than that person. I got to create a better product. I got to get get there first. And it's more of that competitive mindset versus that collaborative or community mindset 
I really think the community mindset is going to serve us way more in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And that's, that's a big part of why I love the network marketing model, because you just it does lend itself to collaboration and it lends itself to um, you know, all, everyone can win. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really positive place to be. Mm-hmm. I really like that idea of like, everybody's winning, right? Um, the more you achieve something and you have a win, that's a win for me, right? And seeing it in that positive way versus mm-hmm. maybe a more of a lack mentality. So that actually kind of brings us to my next point that I really wanted you to talk about and cover is, If somebody's feeling maybe like there isn't enough to go around for them or why even bother starting or um, just feeling like everybody else is doing it. So why should I be the one to, you know, put my gift out there or put what my thoughts and feelings are out there? How would you um, recommend that they actually start to cultivate more of, uh, I guess, an abundance mindset um, to move away from that lack mentality? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a great question. And I think there's almost two parts to that question. Like there's the abundance mindset part. And then there's also the, the part about um, like really owning our gifts and our worth as a, as a person, (laughs) you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and digging into that and understanding really who we are on a deeper level. But as far as cultivating an abundance mindset, there's a few practices that I've um, learned and that I, I really attempt to use on a regular basis. And I think, they're quite, you know, they're simple and they might, these might be no brainers for some people, but um, they're the type of thing that it's like small daily practices that really add up to a bigger result. And one of those, like the first one that always comes to mind for me is gratitude. And whether that is through, you know, a journaling practice or within, you know, within our team, we have uh, someone who came up with the idea of sending gratitude messages. So it's something that we we strive to do often where we just sit down and take 10 minutes and send out like five gratitude text messages to people that and tell them what you appreciate about them and tell them how much you're grateful that they're in your life. And um, and when we focus on gratitude, we focus on the positives and we get into that more, um, yeah, that more abundance feeling. And, and it can be gratitude looking around, you know, your space, your home, your life, like really appreciating what you already have, um, because that will obviously attract more of those good things to you. Um, and then the second thing that I think of in terms of cultivating an abundance mindset is, is, um, I guess a bigger category of sort of like creating, setting your intentions. And this can look, um, this can look like, Uh, writing out affirmations or um, goals, having written goals is really powerful. Um, And then, you know, depending on, I I don't know how woo woo you're going to get on this podcast, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm pretty into sort of, you know, the law of attraction and uh, our, like our state of being as a a key indicator of um, how we can show up in the world and what we're going to attract into our life. So, I mean, even just recently, I've been re-listening to some of like the Abraham Hicks audios on the vortex, like on YouTube, or I'll listen to meditation, recorded meditations, or I'll just use an app um, like instincts or what is it called? Insight timer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just make sure that I, I make that practice, that sort of grounding meditative practice, a part of my daily routine. Um, and then, and honestly, in the best months of my business, those were the things that I made a priority so it's less about, I think it's less about the doing and more about the, the being like the place that we're, 
what our state of being is like, I feel is a bigger determinant of our success. And then just kind of the last thing I would say um, for cultivating an abundance mindset is to celebrate, like to really um, acknowledge when you do accomplish something and, and not just celebrate, like celebrating our own wins can be kind of uncomfortable, I think, for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to be like boastful or it's all about me or this or that. But I, I think when I worked with a coach last year, this was one of the things that she said, like, you really need to do is you need to celebrate those things, like even the small wins. So, you know, I have been consistently posting on Instagram. Amazing. Like I'm going to acknowledge myself for that or mm-hmm. whatever it is, those little steps that, um, that are going to cultivate and add up to a bigger, much bigger impact. Totally. I think we're so used to like looking forward of like, what am I going to accomplish or where am I going versus looking back at what have I accomplished to get to where I am. And I really think that we do ourselves a disservice by not celebrating the wins. Exactly. I like to do that as well. Um, I know that my partner brought me out for a really nice dinner to celebrate the podcast starting because I kind of had to twist his arm because to him, it's not as, I mean, he's so, um, he's amazing at, you know, promoting me and being by my side, but he's not a business owner. So he doesn't get that. It's actually a big deal to do something like this. So I had to twist his arm a little bit, but it was really that amazing, you know, feeling of, okay, I accomplished something really big that I thought I could never do. And I did it. And, um, not just celebrating on your own, but, you know, like celebrating with your friends, celebrating with your family, because, in this industry, you know, we don't have a boss. We don't have someone saying, hey, good job. You did really, really well. Um, so we really have to do that as much as we can for ourselves and, you know, share in that excitement with, you know, the people around us as well. Yeah, totally. That's so important. And I, I don't know if I said this before, but I, you know, I wanted to say like celebrating our own wins is really key and also celebrating other people's wins. That goes back to just that idea that there's more than enough, right? It's like, how can we raise each other up and you know, if you've got a girlfriend or a friend or, a, you know, someone else that's building a business and, you know, they've got a great accomplishment. It's like, hey, give them a shout out, you know, like I just love, mm-hmm. I love that idea too. Yeah, you're really good at that. Just so everyone listening knows, Amy is the best at sending me a text message and saying, you're doing so well. You're so great <laughs> that, you know, I love what you're posting. I love what you're doing. And she is someone that I always just feel so inspired by, motivated and cared by. Like you care for people a lot. And I think that goes a long way when, again, we might feel like we're so isolated in business and we really have to work to create that community and find those support systems because it's so important that we have people by our side while we go through this because it can be really hard sometimes and really tough. And we really need that, um, you know, group of people or even one person to be by our side to really help to cheerlead us and keep us going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to even, I'm trying to even do more of that because how many people, how many of us follow people online and we, we read their posts and we probably like, like it or, you know, give it a heart or whatever. Um, but like how many times do we actually reach out and acknowledge what we got from what they've shared? And I'm trying to do that more because I know how it means a lot to me when someone does that. And so I want to make sure I'm acknowledging the impact that other people are having. Hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And we, yeah, I really like that because I know I'll get a lot of people reach out to me that I've never seen like a post or write a comment or engage in any way. And they'll say, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing. You've been so impactful for me. Um, and if we never kind of got that and we never got, I know we shouldn't like 
hinge ourselves on likes or comments, but it could, we could really easily get discouraged if we're not getting any feedback. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's so important to, yeah, kind of go that extra step, build that community, give that support. Um, because the more you give the support, the more it's going to come back to you as well. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So why don't we shift into just for a second, talking about, you know, kind of in an ideal world, we're all supporting each other, we're all um, cheerleading each other. And, um, you know, hopefully, we're all like overcoming our challenges. But what would be some like big challenges that you think um, female entrepreneurs face these days, maybe as a collective or even things you've gone through on your own? Yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's quite a few things. Um, I think that as women, there's a few, maybe that are a bit more towards, um, or a bit more, I guess, just uh, unique to being a woman, Um, not necessarily, because I think men struggle with it too. But I think uh, self worth is a big one. Um, You know, I think women are just so prone to putting others ahead, like whether that's you're a caretaker, you're a mom, you're a, you know, you've got pets or a partner. And uh, we're, I know I do this, I just naturally um, take care of other people. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, it can be a little bit hard. I I know in the early days of my business, I had to, um, I I really had to notice like what I was prioritizing. And I was, you know, things around the house or grocery shopping, or, you know, just sort of like those things that I guess come easier to me, not necessarily because I'm a woman, but maybe because I'm a woman, um, that I would just naturally do those things, even though really I needed to, I needed to give myself time and space to focus on my business. So, uh, you know, asking for help, <laughs> that was asking for help was a really hard one for me too. Um, and I, again, I could be a thing for women, um, could be a thing from being like, you know, maybe having a tough childhood or like being a really independent uh, child and kind of learning that it's better to just do things on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but when yeah, I when I, I can kind of humble myself enough to say, hey, I don't have all the answers or like, this is too much for me. I don't, you know, I can't do this all by myself. Um, it's when I actually am honest with myself and when I'm honest with others. And when I share my vulnerabilities that I end up um, really having people open up to me and receiving support and Um, and that, I think that actually is one of the other biggest things is that we can often have a hard time receiving. So we may not value ourselves as much as we could or should. And then we also, when, when it comes time to, um, you know, set our rates or whatever, we're, you know, are exchanging our value. Um, and when it comes time to receive that can be uncomfortable or a challenge. Um, so I've been practicing, uh, being a better receiver. And even when smaller things, you know, someone uh, asked us to look after their dogs last week, and I said yes. And part of me was like, Oh, should I have said yes, but, um, but I did. And then they kind of just brought it, they offered a bit of cash when they came just sort of like, hey, this is for whatever. And I know my past self would have been like, Oh, no, no, it's totally fine. Like, don't worry about it. Um, but I just said, thank you. Like, and I received mm. it. So, um, those are a couple of things I think come up a lot. I really, really loved the book. I don't know if you've read it, but, uh, playing big by Tara Moore. Um, yeah, that is such a good book. I always forget about that one. Yes. That is a great book. I don't know. It just comes into my mind all the time. And it's, it has to do with women and how we, we play small, like we down, we downsize <laughs> ourselves, mm-hmm. assume that we don't have all the, like we assume always that we need more information or more education. Um, we don't use empowering language. Sometimes we 
use words that sort of like when you read a sentence or when you say it or hear it, it's like, oh, I just called to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. oh my God, if we just took the word just out of there, that would be a beautiful, powerful sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, I, I just encourage everyone to go and read that book. Yeah, that's a really good book. I forgot about that one. I might even reread it because it's that good. <laughs> mm. um, so I guess, and maybe this is more from a spiritual spiritual or like woo-woo mentality, but when we talk about this, there being enough business for everyone, do you feel like the uh, that there is enough out there already? It's all there. It's all tangible. It's just us that stops ourselves from getting it or from receiving it. Yeah, I I mean it's it's kind of crazy. Like I, I my brain still sometimes doesn't get it, but um, but yeah, I do. I do think uh, because and if you get into some books about um, if you really read about money and finance, like the the mindset of wealth and the mindset of abundance, it is actually quite woo woo, and it's quite you know it's interesting. There's one book called. Um, busting loose from the money game, for example, which talks about how we invented money, like we just made it up and we gave it meaning. And it really, you know, it's just a piece of paper, right? And so that uh, the whole mentality of like, we're, we're actually an infinite spiritual being that just happens to be in a human body having an experience here. And I think we're all having, uh, we're here for a certain, depending on what you, your beliefs are, but I believe we're here Uh, to learn something and for our soul to evolve. And we're here on this particular life path in this particular body um, to learn something. And I think for some people building a huge business or being financially abundant is comes to them relatively easy because they're actually here to work on something else. (laughs) And then I think that some people have, you know, this ability to receive or manifest is that's actually what we're here to learn in this lifetime. Um, uh, That's how I feel about it for myself anyway. So Um, yeah, I do think that it's all out there. And uh, the more that we can, I guess, value ourselves, and the more we can align with whatever that higher power is, and, and truly ask for what we want and ask for more, like we don't even ask for enough half the time. So we ask Mm -hmm. for more, we show up. And, um, you know, once you're kind of, I guess, in that place of alignment, you it's, it becomes more easeful, I think. And then things start to click and things start to work. And then you, I don't know, you get to work from an inspired place. Um, so I, that's really how I choose to live anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that that just feels like a lighter way to live, right? And a really good way to look at it. And I like to even kind of joke that um, running a business is more of like, a personal development course in disguise. Like you learn so much about yourself when you're running a business. And I I agree, you said earlier, you know, the months where you're focusing on yourself and your personal growth is when your business grows the most. And I can say the same, that the days that I wake up and I do um, something similar to what you said, like a gratitude reflection, you know, I'll even tell myself, you know, or go over in my head that, you know, three or four things I'm super grateful for in my life right now. And I'll do a little bit of deep breathing. And this is one I'm working on all the time. So <laughs> I'm not saying I'm pro at this, but not looking at my phone right away in the morning mm-hmm. um, and like being just engaged in what everyone else is doing. And I take that time for myself and I feed myself a proper breakfast and I go for a walk and I do all of the things to help me root down. That is when my business really takes off. Um, and sometimes 
I think we think that that make it sounds too easy then like all I have to do is take care of myself and then things will fall into place and I really sometimes make things more difficult for myself because of that but when I really look at it from an outside perspective I can see that when Stephanie now I'm talking about myself in third person but when Stephanie take it takes care of Stephanie you know things align and come together um do you feel that way like I know you kind of already said yes but do you feel like that is truly what needs to happen for you for your business to move forward yeah I think there's a there's definitely an element I think I can can continue to up my game in that area and I think the biggest programming and, and the thing that you said there is that oh, it has to be hard or, you know, oh, I have to like keep working and striving and and pushing and all of that in order to get the results I want. And, you know, I just don't, I don't think that that's the truth. And I've seen examples where that is not the truth. And I just have to catch myself when I start falling into that mindset um, that it can actually be more joyful and more easeful and, um, there was a, a podcast I listened to and a quote, um, I cannot remember the guy's name, unfortunately, but he said, um, your doing is only as effective as the being doing the doing. So it kind yeah. of messes with your <laughs> mind, but it's so brilliant because the, like I could say, for example, I need to make a bunch of phone calls, like kind of following up with people or, or setting up appointments or cold calling or just trying to find clients or whatever. And um, I could sit there and I could make 100 phone calls, but if I'm not in a good place and if I'm not, um, you know, if I'm not at my highest and best and functioning and showing up to those calls, then it really doesn't matter how many I do. So I would rather do 10 calls and get, you know, a high conversion rate and great results than do a hundred calls and then maybe end up with the same results, but work way harder. Yeah, totally. And I think you're so right. Like that really does come down to a mindset or even a core belief, you know, about ourselves. Like this has to be hard. This can't be easy for me. Um, You know, I'm not deserving of this or like the worthiness you talked about before. Like these definitely do have to be these core feelings that we have that probably exist everywhere in our life, but then we also bring them into our business life as well. And then we act out these same kind of patterns or beliefs that we have about ourselves. I know for me, like, I just said the idea, you know, I have to work so hard or things need to be difficult in order for me to feel like I've actually deserve, you know, the financial abundance or the, you know, how much my business has grown. And that's a really warped thought that, you know, we have to work harder, harder, harder in order to receive anything. So I think it is really time to like, even like um, observe these things that we're thinking or feeling and really ask ourselves, like, is this a true thing that I want to believe in? And and is there room for me to shift this thought or this belief? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I actually the uh, one of the audios I was listening to this morning said that exact thing. It was like um, a belief is just a thought that's on repeat in your brain. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's a whole other episode. I'm sure we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could talk about this a lot. Yeah. Well, and I know um, I teach the, well, I, I'm not teaching it any longer, but I used to teach uh, body, mind, spirit at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Um, and I love teaching this course because obviously we know that it's not just about the food, right? So we learn nutrition in very like logical terms of like eat this, don't eat that. 
um, you know, vitamins and minerals and so on and so forth. But there's such an emotional aspect to it as well. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we learn in that body, mind, spirit class is, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Amy, but uh, Byron Katie's The Work. Have you heard of the work? Yeah, totally. <laughs> is it true? Yeah. yeah, is it true? Exactly. So just for anyone listening, um, I won't go into it in too much detail, but basically Byron Katie has this like set of four questions you would walk yourself through when a thought or a feeling or belief comes up. And the main thing you're asking yourself is, is this true? So let's say you're like, there's no business, there's not enough business um, for me, right? Like everybody else is getting clients and there's no clients left for me. You really have to ask yourself, like, is this true? And really play with that, like feeling around it. And a lot of the time that asking yourself or confronting that potential belief you have about yourself is really going to help you break it down and hopefully move through it or at least see it for what it is. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a really powerful I think there's four questions in it, but yeah, mm-hmm. I remember doing that a few times in my past, like over the years and it's just like, oh my gosh, it's not true. Like what am I doing to myself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh You're like, okay, I can take a bit of pressure off and I can start to see things, you know, you know, as they are in reality, not because of what we've told ourselves for so many years. So mm-hmm. I just think this is such an important discussion that we're having right now and that we need to keep having about how, you know, there is so much out there for all of us and it's really up to us to kind of shift the way we're thinking about it and also just really taking care of ourselves so that when we have the you know new client that comes up or the new opportunity we are in like a really good not only like mental state but in like a good health state to be able to accept this new business that's coming to us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely So this has been such a good conversation. Um, Before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to touch on that we didn't have an opportunity to get to? Oh, gosh. Um, There were one or two little things. Let me just see. Um, Yeah, we we touched on, I mean, we didn't really touch on the passive income, but I know you did another episode on that. So um, yeah, I just think that uh, for your, uh, your followers and, you know, just, I think, it's hard sometimes when you're in the early stages and you really want to just kind of pound the pavement and get the, get the phone ringing and, you know, get people coming in and clients and all that. But I think putting some time into this more, um, I guess, intangible stuff, but more so the mindset, like I just don't, I think the mindset is really, really a foundational and fundamental part of your overall success. So, um, that's really what I would, what I would leave people with. Um, Yeah. And yeah, my apologies. We didn't get into passive income. I did do an episode on it, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Um, Even coming from like your, you know, um, who we had on before, Ardell, she um, creates passive income through um, essential oils. And I know for you, it's more from like a supplement side. So I'd love to kind of hear like how you think that could even benefit people, you know, bringing on maybe more of like a supplement company or a network marketing company, how that could benefit their whole business model. Yeah, totally. And I'll keep it, I'll keep it brief, but I, um, uh, I really loved, I actually did listen to the episode, uh, with Ardell. I was grateful to see that it was there and I had a chance to listen to it today. Um, cause I loved everything that she said as well. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think ultimately you're as, um, uh, as a health professional, you will most likely be approached, um, with these types of opportunities. So really, uh, yeah, checking things out and finding things that align, 
with you. And especially as, you know, she mentioned trying the products yourself, I think is a really smart thing to do. Um, the product line that I work with is, is I guess supplements would be the term that people would understand. Um, our company actually researches the aging process and kind of looks a bit more at what they call regenerative nutrition rather than just kind of filling in gaps in a, in a person's diet, but, but really looking at nutrients that are going to stimulate the repair functions of the body and um, minimize the effects of damaging forces that we're dealing with, like inflammation and wear and tear and oxidative stress. Um, so there's so many amazing products out there, really, really cool, interesting companies um, and I think just having that in your arsenal, having that in your toolbox uh, to offer clients um, is a really smart thing to do um, with as, you know, passive income. Obviously, it isn't just a click, uh, <laughs> say yes, and it starts flowing. You, you do have to put the work in. But I think what a network marketing company can offer a new business owner is really some some incredible support in terms of mentorship and coaching and if you find a good company and you find a good team and a sponsor or a like a person that's going to bring you into the business um, you can learn so so much from them without having to pay them for their time um, and obviously the, <laughs> you're an amazing coach Stephanie and people deserve to be paid for their time um, but that is just one sort of built-in perk to the network marketing structure is that mentorship so um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's such a, um, I know this isn't the exact same way to look at it, but when I first graduated, I worked at a supplement store and the amount of training that I got was unbelievable. I learned so much and I kind of see, um, you know, doing a network marketing or working in that capacity, you know, having that team and that education is just going to help you grow your knowledge so much. So not only are you learning so much more about all of the products, you're really being taught how to run a really good business model. Um, and you're right, it is like technically free coaching to help you really scale yourself and scale your business. So um, I, I'm definitely behind the idea of network marketing. And like you said, I think we're going to see it so much more we really have to get on board with it because it really is like the new way of selling and i also think that it creates such an opportunity for you to really see that there's so much more out there for you and your business so instead of just doing nutrition consulting it's like bringing in a product or bringing in a company that reinforces what you already believe and then that creates more opportunity for you so i definitely um, am behind uh what you're saying here and i i, I agree with everything yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about helping the client or the, you know, the person that's, that's trying to improve their health, just helping them get results. Right. And whatever, whatever tools and, and products and things that we can offer them and, you know, services, whether that's like meal plans prepared and all of that, that's going to just make their life easier and better and um, yeah, give you better results as a, as a business owner. So for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, Amy, thank you so much for being here. This has been a great talk and I'm so glad that you're my friend in real life so we can continue this conversation mm -hmm. offline as well um, but thank you so much for sharing um, with everybody and um, really reminding people you know it is about celebrating our wins it's about you know treating ourselves with a lot of respect and and putting ourselves first so that we can show up for other people and remembering you know overall that there is really enough business to support us all I think you gave us a lot of um, good food for thought to really kind of, like you said, put into our toolbox moving forward so we can reflect on this anytime we might be feeling that lack mentality. So thank you so much for being here.
Um, Is there, or can you actually tell us all how we can kind of join your community and follow along with you and maybe also learn more about um, the company that you're a part of? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is at BeFreeAmy. And I'm also on Facebook, um, Be Free with Amy Burton. Um, I do have a website. Um, it's interesting. It's BeFreeTribe.com. I'm actually in the process of deciding whether I'm going to keep using the word tribe. But anyway, <laughs> that is what it is for now. And uh, it'll redirect if I do change it. Um, yeah, so those are probably the best ways to find me. Um, as far as Univera, again, Univera.com slash Amy Burton. Um, is where you could go and check out uh, what they're up to. There's a few videos and there's product information. We actually have all a whole bunch of patents and published studies, um, which is pretty unique in the supplement industry. So that's definitely something to look into if, um, yeah, if you're a science-minded person. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate you being here. And I'm sure we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.